It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speak Easily, and I'm your host, Krista Stoffer. Do you know that every time, because I'm such a voice texter, every time I try to voice text Edwina, it goes to Ed Wiener. Um, and I kind of just want to keep it that way because Ed Wiener is really funny. I like that. That, oh my gosh. Ed Wiener definitely works in sales, right? Hi, this is Ed, Ed Wiener. Wiener. Hey, <laughs> hi. Were you still interested in that 89 Buick? Yeah, I think car yeah. sales yeah. would be. Yeah. Tina, this is Ben. This is my podcast hi. producer. Sorry, I'm the one making the terrible Hi, sentence. Ben. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. What are all your drawings in the back? This is just stuff that um, I printed out. This is actually artwork that someone that I work with at the Goody Shop in Upper Arlington, Ohio, drew. And then some pictures that my dad took in like the uh, 80s. Aww. Yeah. Just what is the Goody home. Shop? I don't know about this. Really? It's a oh. family-run bakery in Upper Arlington. It was my first job in high school, and I just kept going back, like, for college breaks and stuff. Yeah. I get it. I get it. I did that. Um, unfortunately, mine was an athletic club. So I kept going back to clean toilets. And oh, yeah. the dream. It's hard, it's hard to develop, a, you know, a personal rapport with the place where you clean the toilets. All the Actually, time. it was. It taught me a lot about yeah. customer service. Yeah. Because they were they were really gung ho on cleaning, which that part I hated. But they also, I, when I worked the front desk, we would scan their card, and I had one manager that was always really sure to say, "Good morning, Mr. Johnson. How are you today?" So we would learn their names, and I think I mean that's that's a skill that I actually took with yeah. me. Is like it's important to get to know people by name and greet them by name and make them feel. The problem is, is I have this memory that remembers people uh. for like decades afterwards so i look really psycho this dude came he came into the retail job i was working i was like mr soldano he's like i'm sorry what <laughs> so i just look See, like I a stalker the exact opposite problem you forget I, everybody I, I, within seconds do you know who i am you look familiar were you in that buyer's commercial? Oh, shut you up. The <laughs> <laughs> so ben puts me in a commercial for, I mean, distracted driving, not yeah. drunk driving. Yeah, I was, I was not drunk, driving. distracted driving. So I'm sitting in the car, you know, like pretending like I'm sending a text. Well, he puts his beautiful baby daughter in the back seat. We're not actually driving She's anywhere. She's like less than a year old at this yeah. point. She's beautiful. And, and, and but yeah, the, it, we basically just made it look like she was backing out of our driveway and, and driving my daughter off, but staring at her phone the entire time. Yeah. And then the last thing is like, something like don't yeah. leave your family behind or yeah, something and it's in it, yeah and like the last scene is is actually me texting like hey guys where are you yeah so, so it was like so i look yeah. like i killed ben's baby yeah. so <laughs> oh gosh this is, the, this is the work we do <laughs> yeah, this, is, this is this is my my proud body of work that i have so yeah 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 so tina homan how are you oh I'm great. How are you? This is so, for me, this is a little bit weird because you and I see each other every single week. Well, yes. see each other. 
for almost this entire year, this school year. Yeah. Tina's been my assistant director for both of the online productions that we've been doing. So, and my gosh, I, I would be on the floor if it weren't not for, for Tina. (laughs) It's been such a good experience and it's so cool. It's just, it's just cool to see what can be done. Even if there are a lot of obstacles, uh, like what can be done online right now. We've seen some obstacles. (laughs) Oh boy, have we? (laughs) We're on our last week too. So it's, we're we're at that point of like, you want to be done, but you realize how much more has to get done. Yeah before then so it's online teaching is weird but you're an online student bless you i am an online student and i i love it so much it's so wonderful that's a lie isn't it it is a big fat lie (laughs) because you guys you're at wright state and you're so everything shut down your junior year right yes Okay, you were still considered, because I know you transferred, but you considered junior. So what did they do when everything shut down? Did they just make you guys go home? Oh my gosh, it's so weird, because we're at like the year anniversary, and yeah. so everyone's supposed to me like what happened and when things happened, and I feel like I just like blacked it all out. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that was a year ago. I don't remember that time of my life anymore. Um, I mean, it wasn't pleasant, so if you blocked it out, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it was probably better. It was a coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we basically did like whatever OSU did. We just kind of followed suit. I feel like that's what all the other schools in Ohio did. Yeah. Um, we moved everything online. And I really thought I was like, man, and then like after two weeks, like we're going to be back in class. Like, it'll be great. Little did I know that mm-hmm. I would never step foot in a class at Wright State again. <laughs> again wow. And you didn't, did you? No, we have the option for some classes to do in person. Okay. Um, it, I'm, it just, it just didn't make sense to me with what I was doing. I moved back home with my parents. Mm-hmm. My dad got COVID, and so I spent a lot of time with my mom and dad, just spending quality time with them and working. And then after last semester of just sitting on the computer every day and just like doing the same thing and being sad, I was like, I can do this anywhere. If I'm just sitting on my computer doing online school, I can literally do that absolutely anywhere. So this is, and this is why I'm so excited to hear everything about this because you're coming to us live from LA this morning. Is that right? I am actually, I am outside of Los Angeles. I'm near um, Sequoia National Forest. Made my way back to the mountains after some nice uh, city dwelling. But yeah, I spent, I have a friend from high school who lives in LA. So I parked in his driveway for the week and and did some stuff around there. And you, you say you parked because it, that just implies, you know, you took your car, but you didn't just take a car. (laughs) Oh no, I took my my nice little Ford Transit Connect that has been my home for almost three months now, which is really crazy to think about. Um, yeah. And yeah, park in his driveway, sleep in the van. I have a bed in here. I have everything I need. So I know you can't probably show us everything, but is there a way you can like sort of tour us around your home? Yes. Um, so here <laughs> we have the multi-purpose room. It's, my bed is not made. Um, we have the bed, the couch, the family room, the living room underneath the bed is the kitchen. Um, there's like a table that pulls out and I have like a little stove 
I have some storage bins. Obviously, I've utilized the walls as storage as well. Um, have the coffee station over here. That's an um, important piece. My generator. And I have a solar panel somewhere that I plug into the generator, and that's how I can, like, uh, charge my devices for classes. And then I just have food shoved in the front seat. Wow. Pretty much it. So, so oh, hashtag yeah. van life, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's awesome. Van life on like a student budget. I've cut a lot of corners, but I'm not very high maintenance, so I will make it work. So wow. I, I'm, um, I, my wife and I are obsessed with uh, schoolies and, 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 you know, tiny homes and that sort of thing. Yeah. We watch YouTube stuff about that. So this is really, this is really exciting. So <laughs> how are you enjoying it? Is it, is it everything that you hoped it would be or are there are parts that are like, Ugh. I, I don't know. I think I went into it with just very like loose expectations. Cause I had no idea what would happen. Um, and like, I'm very much a planner. And I feel, I feel like when I did this, I had to go into it knowing that like plans are going to change all the time. I'm, I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm going to adapt and overcome. Um, wow. And now I've been very spontaneous about most things. The only things that are like concrete are like needing to have like reliable service or Wi-Fi for class. And besides that, it's like I wake up in one state and I'm like thinking that I'm going to like stay in Arizona. I'm like, no, I'm going to go to California today. And that like that thought process is just like insane to me that that's just like my daily kind of outlook on life. That's, <laughs> that's so cool. That has got to be a that's game so changer. Cool. I mean, yeah. that's something that people dream about happening in their lives. Right. Just being able to switch from being a planner to just right. going with the flow and adapting to it. I mean, that's a huge life skill that you've learned in three months. Yeah. Like once <laughs> once both of our kids are, are out of school, the, our plan is to get a bus, turn it into a tiny home and then just drive. Just go. Just go. Just be so wherever cool. we want to be and shoot stuff. I want to shoot like footage. And, oh, I, th I thought you meant yeah, like yeah, just literally <sighs> like bang. You know, He's not a gun person. I was like, oh, that's, I yeah. didn't want to part of <laughs> no, bus shoot life. footage of, you know, go out to like national parks and get gorgeous yeah. footage, like drones and stuff and be fun. sell it on online I and mean, that sounds amazing you know so so when did you decide to do this i mean was this during because you're you said your dad had COVID. your dad was really sick he was he and he is a very healthy strong man yeah. he after his, his birthday in last april 2020 um we literally like went on, we were going on bike rides every day. That was like the best part of quarantine, like a silver lining going home and spending every day with my parents and having all this like quality time that we missed out on, like yeah. me being away at college. Um, and we went on a bike ride that day and that night he had a really bad stroke and he lost um, the feeling on his right side, um, which is actually, he's left-handed. So it cut another little silver lining wow. there. Um, <laughs> And then when he was in rehab, he got COVID. And that was at the beginning of everything. So it was even just more scary because we didn't know answers. And it was, yeah, I, my yeah. mom is a strong woman and we are a strong little family unit and he is doing wonderful now. Um, he got a wheelchair, a nice like personalized wheelchair recently. Um, so yeah, over the summer, I was obviously very, very sad. And I was trying to plan some sort of like cross country trip that I just kind of had like on the back burner um yeah. and then I talked to my parents and decided that it was it was okay to make the decision to do that so I spent three weeks I drove I spent most of the time in Colorado and then California and I drove my little my dad's little Ford Fiesta um and then after doing that I was like 
oh my gosh, like it's endless. I can do whatever I want. I can go wherever I want. Um, and so all of fall semester, I was kind of like planting little bugs in my mom's ear of like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll like get a van and like do what I did over the summer. But like next semester, my mom was like, oh, yeah, okay, Tina, whatever you want. Like thinking that I was just like, you're just going to drop it. it because I'm sitting on the computer all day. And I'm like, yeah. no, really, like I'm going to do that. And that somehow I made it happen. So are you, do you consider yourself like a, when I have an idea, I go for it, I plan it and then I just do it. Is that typical for you or is this like a? Yes, I think so. And I think so, especially more recently, because as soon as like, as soon as that happens once, then you realize like, it sounds so cliche, but literally whatever you put your mind to, you can just do it. And so many of my friends are like, I wish I could live in a van. I wish I'm like, do it. Just like, just if you want to do it. And it sounds so simple when you put it like that, but right. Right. This whole thing wasn't like simple, like doing class. Like it's not always fun when I'm at a national park and I need to log on to a rehearsal in the evening. So I'm like running down a mountain trying to finish my hike soon enough, but it is, it's, it's worth all the, the, I don't know. That sounds kind of worth it to me, to be honest with you. Yeah. That sounds pretty rad. Just I like, think oh, I would. No, I've got to get to rehearsal. Let me go down this mountain here. It's know? probably made you better, though, even as a performer and as as a student. Just like, oh my gosh, yeah, you're yeah. fulfilled on the outside rather than you've been sitting playing Candy Crush before class, and that's that's exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I'm still astonished by this, and and partially, completely jealous because I would kill to do it, but. You know, that whole like husband and kids thing. So yeah. mm. obligation, you know, that's why I'm doing it now. Yeah. Do that now. Do that now. Yeah. So when did, when did you leave then? I left, um, December 27th. Oh, wow. Right when did you celebrate New Year's? In the woods in Florida. <laughs> oh, that's right. Cause you went South first. Yes. And then kind of made your way over. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to you- compare the coasts and like compare the beaches so. nice well and you went south that was smart <laughs> Get out. how do they compare yeah. how do you see them? oh my gosh i like i like the the california beaches way more and the people and even like some like texas beaches were nice yeah are you a beach person i don't okay <laughs> i want to say yes because i've yeah. been to a lot of beaches but i've yet to like be in the water so I don't, I don't gotcha. know. I'm like a fake beach person. Like I just like the the um, beach, but participating yeah. in beach parties. I can't do the beach because I'm like super pasty and get burned really, really yeah. easily. And I don't swim super well, so I've never been. Here's here's what my dad and I figured out together because we're from Denver, and so I grew up with the mountains in the distance, and that that to me is still calming and it's still one of my favorite sites to see even when in Ohio when the clouds are low enough and they look like mountains I'm like oh I can handle that <laughs> but I was talking to him about it one day because he's not a huge ocean person either and he said I think it's because when you look at the expanse there's nothing there so it's just like this this vastness that's almost scary oh, and I people say that. that about the mountains like the mountains scare my husband Hmm. driving in them especially I was not a really good helpful wife when we drove through the mountains he's like having a panic attack about how close the side of the road I'm like it's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) but I think that's interesting now that you have been in in both sides 
yeah. to see the beach and the mountains and the forests and, and well, you probably had to drive through what Oklahoma or Texas and have a lot of really flat, boring land for a while. Yeah. Lots of Texas just kind of looks the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your favorite place you've been to so far? Oh gosh. Or state or wherever. There was one day that, and it wasn't necessarily like the locations. It was just like the arc of the day. I woke up in the desert in California and I did my classes and then I drove to outside of um, San Diego. I think it was around Cleveland National Forest. And I hiked up to the peak of a mountain. And then and I, I was so sad I didn't make it by sunset. But then um, right after sunset, I made it to um, a beach in San Diego and spent the night there. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I got like three different types of natures all in one day. And I still think about that a lot. I'm like, hmm, am I like out of fourth? Like, I wonder if I could add some snow in there or something. Well, we'll just send you pictures of Ohio and then you'll be like, yeah, I'm good with the snow. I'll yeah, take I don't need it. <laughs> Man. So, I mean, weird question. I know you, you have classes and such, but is it lonely or do you enjoy the time that you're making the decisions and that's, that's it? Right. I think, I think it goes back and forth. I definitely um, feel like an introverted person. So I really enjoy and appreciate my alone time. But I've also used this as an opportunity to try to like, especially during like the pandemic and quarantine, I feel like a lot of people like isolated and I like may have stopped like talking to a lot of people, keeping in touch with people. So I've tried to like make more of an effort to like call and FaceTime people. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been able to like see like really like, like distant family and some like friends along the way. So like having those like stops planned really like makes me happy because I'm like oh I'm gonna be alone for a week but then I get to see this person and have like a socially distant visit or I get to park in their driveway for a few days or whatever it is and um that kind of makes all like the lonely times in between worth it that's so cool okay I gotta know what do you do for food I mean what is the food situation like how often do you have to shop how much can you store Mm -hmm. do you get do you eat out like what what's I know you cook a lot Mm -hmm. I've been eating out a little more recently just because I've been getting busy and I've been visiting people and it's just so much easier than it. everything in the van if I think it's going to take me 10 minutes it's going to take me 30 minutes so like cooking a meal I'm like this is an event to cook dinner every night it's a big event I put a podcast on it's great mm-hmm. but um I usually I bought like a lot of like pantry like staples like oatmeal rice all those like things so I wouldn't have to like mm-hmm. buy them on the road so I just wouldn't have to worry about it so then like twice a week I'll get my like fresh produce so, like fruits and veggies and and whatnot yeah. have you found any like farmer's markets along the way or fresh produce no. from different places I haven't really explored that that much so I might have to look into it it's so, I think maybe I'm too city-fied by this point. Mm. That's why I ask things like, how are you, how are you eating? How are you cooking? I, I also sound like a Jewish mother, but like, <laughs> are you eating? Are you healthy? But what is, what's your day like? I know you don't have a normal day, but what does a day or a week look like for you in this? Um, most of my classes, like my in-person classes are Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Well, I was going to say the times, but it changes times. When I started yeah. changing time zones, that messed oh. with my head. But I, there was one day I was like, I had everything planned out and I was driving and I was going to be to this location like 
within like five minutes of my class start time. And then I pass a sign that says, you're now entering mountain standard times or whatever. And I was like, I was like, heck, this, no. You know, honey, you can say whatever words you want to on here. Oh, I can? Oh my God. Yes. I was literally like, fuck, fuck this. Like I put everything out of course. Like this one thing I overlooked. So I like pulled off in this random city in Texas. I don't even know what the name was. I found a school. I can somehow connected my like, computer to their printer for wi-fi and i had class there i don't know how it worked out but it worked out but it's just like stuff like that where i'm like i like how it doesn't matter how much i plan like something will go wrong yeah uh, but i have classes monday wednesday friday i have two um gen eds too because i love putting things off as a senior mm -hmm. um, yeah yep. those i do like on my own time so i just try to do it all in like one day so I don't have to worry about them later um but then Tuesday Thursday and then the weekend is usually when I spend the most time like exploring or those are like my driving days but do you have a plan I mean I know at this point you're heading slowly back mm -hmm. I but when I started, I think I had more of a plan. And then once I got out here, I kind of figured out what I liked and where I liked to go. Cause I realized I was like, I don't like Florida. So I'm, I thought I was going to spend a lot more time there, but I didn't. And then once I got more out West, there's a lot more free land to stay at. And so mm -hmm. I was like, this is so much easier. I don't have to plan days in advance about where I'm going to go. I can like literally just an hour before bedtime be like, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm done hiking at this park. Oh, I can just drive. 30 minutes in that direction and have a campsite waiting for me. Um, this yeah. has been the fascinating, I saw your, your post that you did for, I think it was for school, but mm -hmm. that you and your mom both shared, you've done this all by app. You yeah. found all of these apps to, how does that work? Um, there are apps that I use this summer. And I feel like because of that, I had a like leg up on how to like find good, safe, free places. Um, but basically I just have like four apps that I rotate through and, um, they'll give different like campsites. It, it's campsites or, um, like rest stops, Walmarts, Cracker Barrels that allow like overnight parking. Cracker Barrel is my favorite. They allow truckers to like park overnight. So I'll like pull up in my van and there'll be like three trucks and like a van, maybe a bus. And we just wow. all like hunker down for the night in the Cracker Barrel parking lot. Um, but sometimes it's like an experience, like a campground. And sometimes it's like, no, I just need to sleep in a Walmart parking lot because I need somewhere to sleep. And that's just how it is. Um, yeah. But I really like those apps because it helps me. It just helps me gauge like the places that I'm going to. If other people have already been there before and they can kind of, especially if they say like what like the cell service is like. So I know if I can like oh, stay yeah. there for three days and do classes or if like I'm going to have to drive. 30 minutes to a McDonald's to use their Wi-Fi, so which is what I'm doing right now. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, and that is a lot of, you say, you know, you're going kind of flying by the seat of your pants, but that's still a lot of planning because you have yeah. to know where to go. Have you ever felt like unsafe? And I know most of the apps are pretty good. I actually, when you posted it, I looked through some of the stuff that, and the reviewers seemed like people were posting, I felt safe here or. Yes. I yeah. guess, do you ever have anybody like, did you ever get harassed by like employees of places or cops or anything like that to, uh, you know, you know, keep moving or anything like that? I don't know. I've, I've just always kind of wondered, like, I think it'd be easier in a van because you're a little more incognito than like in a schoolie, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. But, I'm definitely discreet being in, in the vehicle that I have. Um, 
No, be, because like the only places like businesses are like Walmarts and Cracker Barrels or places like that. And they allow, most of them allow overnight parking. And I, I will usually like call ahead of time because they'll tell you like, oh, you can park at this specific spot. So mm-hmm. the only time I had an issue was when I was only allowed to stay 24 hours, but I stayed a second night and there was security patrolling. So they came and gave me a nice little knock and they're like, you were here last night. And I was like, I was, I was hoping you wouldn't notice. <laughs> he, uh, I'm a different person. Uh, <laughs> this is a different car from Ohio. In- right. <laughs> <laughs> and was it your uncle that helped you put this together? Is that right? Yes. Oh, my uncle Dale. He is so wonderful. He's done a lot of um, like traveling to like other like national parks. He gave me this huge box of just all of these maps of like all the national parks that he'd been through. So I'm like, yeah, looking through all of those. Um, but he had this van and I was I had sent him like a Facebook marketplace. I was like, hey, I'm like looking at this van like I need help, whatever, whatever. And he was basically like, don't get that van. Um, I'd be concerned about like, cause I had a lot of miles on it, but I was like, I don't care. Like I'm only using it for a few months. Um, and then he had this van that I didn't even know about. And he was like, I'd like you to like, think about like borrowing your, this van for me. Like, I think it'd be a lot safer. And also it really, it, I feel like it just like, even though I did like plan and like really, really figure things out, I feel like it just like fell into my lap. This like opportunity. Yeah. Is it going to be weird going back? to like being in a house and in a non-moving place? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I, I miss my mom and dad and um, yeah, I don't know. I think the, the freedom of just going wherever I want, whenever I want, and just like the access to like nature and like the type of nature that I have where I've been compared to Ohio is a little bit different. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, but I don't think I'm ready to go back right now. But I think when I get back, I will be, I will finally be able to like kind of like reflect on everything that's happened. Because right now, I like it's really hard for me to journal about things because it's like happening in real time, and I can yeah. journal about like what I do, but I really don't know how I feel right now because I need to like take a step away from it and reflect. So I am looking forward to like that aspect of going home, being able to like reflect back on everything. And you are, you're journaling and taking pictures and. Oh, yes, of course. Wow. Are you going to write a book about this? Because I really think you should. I want to do something with it. Um, I'm not sure what yet, but some, some sort of story. I'm telling you, man, YouTube, look up some stuff on YouTube. People do what you do and they have all kinds of followings. They have like, you know, follow us on Instagram and they get sponsors and the whole thing. So Yeah. I thought that. about doing that. I think there, there are just some things that I just like want to keep to myself. Like, I just like having these experiences to myself. Like there are some things that I've experienced that I haven't even like told my family or friends. Cause I just like, like having these little like secrets yeah. to myself. Um, but if I were like to like try to make a living out of van life, I think I could, could work out a, a YouTube channel or something, figure it out. Yeah. And you've, so we kind of went backwards because usually we start like, where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. How'd you get to where you are? I was just really excited about all these things. I want to hear about them first. But you grew up in Arlington, right? I did. Yes. Upper Arlington, Columbus, Ohio. Graduated from Arlington. Mm -hmm. And then when you started, was it ONU? You did your first year? I did. I went there for a year for musical theater and then I transferred to Wright State for acting. Okay. And how was that? I mean, 
you are this is such a weird time for you you guys being in a theater program getting your degrees during a pandemic i mean is that has that affected you in thinking like what do i want to do with this what do i want to pursue because of this and especially having to take all your classes online oh my gosh yes um i feel like i was glad i had the extra year just because I feel so bad for the people that graduated during the pandemic and are put out into the, like, I still have a year to like, okay, I'm still a student technically. Like I'm still figuring it out. Um, maybe things will be a little bit normal by the time I graduate. Yeah. Um, but, oh, it's definitely, I was really set on moving to Chicago after graduation and I was really interested in like children's theater and regional theater. And now I'm very set on moving to Los Angeles and I'm, I've been focusing more on, cause we don't really have like any, a lot of like film experience at Wright State. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what our, that's what our showcase is now. And a lot of us, I think have been dabbling in some more film or more interested in it. And a lot of my classmates are interested in moving to Los Angeles. So, um, and I'm also really interested in like working with theater specific, specifically that have like programs and classes for kids with disabilities and also like finding like representation of that like within an entertainment industry so it just seems like this just smart smart choice I guess I just have to make a choice where to go I don't want to stay home in Columbus and and save money and work which I could but I'm just kind of ready to to figure it out well I think that you having that extra year has given you that opportunity I mean I even think of the year out of college and how much experience was gained even in because you're 23 there's something yeah. different about being t- graduating at 21 versus graduating at 22 or 23 yeah. mm-hmm. i don't know what it is but i think that you're d- maybe because like i can drink legally and you go and you sow your wild oats and then you're like i'm really broke because i can drink legally and maybe that was just me but <laughs> it's it's a strange time I'm always so fascinated, you know, and we talked right at the beginning of the pandemic, we got a bunch of our, our, my old students, my, I had to learn to stop calling you kiddos because you guys are getting too old, but just of how you're dealing with all this. And it was fascinating to hear how many students that were doing BA, BFA, musical theater, acting programs, you're like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. This isn't what I want to do. If I were not a senior, I would have thought about taking a gap year or I would have I don't know if I would have changed my major. I don't know if I would have come back. It was really hard to decide to even continue. At this point, I'm like, why wouldn't I? I spent so much, an extra year, so much money. I'm just going to live in a van and pretend that I'm going to class. I am going to class. If any of my yes. professors listen to this, I am going to class. Joe, uh, Greg, she's <laughs> going to class. Um, but yeah, it's changed. I think it's changed the whole college gang and I, game. And I think about all these kids that are like auditioning for mm-hmm. colleges right now. And I'm like, oh gosh, like I really hope things go back to normal and you can get what you deserve out of like in-person classes. Yeah. And it's not like the colleges are like the faculty's fault. It's just the, it's just the pandemic. It's the nature of the program. Yeah. That was, that was something that I, I was even joking about with a, a group of other theater instructors was like, can somebody please tell me how to do viewpoints online? Because so much of it is working with the other actors and and finding shape and connecting with the other person. It's like, there's so much missing right now that we just can't do, you know, 
it's like we want to swap spit again and we want to slap each other on stage again and we're not supposed to this is the first two things you go for yeah <laughs> that's why it's the most too. those are the fun things the slapping and the, the slapping and the swapping of the spit yeah. i know acting yes <laughs> but you what sort of portion of the film acting is interesting right now for you um <clears throat> well first it's just that like that's what's being done right now with acting like that's what can be done safely yeah. um I don't know I think it's just I'd never explored that much and then I spent a lot of time last semester just like in my room, setting up my phone, recording myself doing the same monologue or scene over and over again and like picking it apart and being like, I can't act, I'm not a good actor, I shouldn't do this. But then like the next day I'd watch it and be like, oh, okay, like there's, there's, I, I can see um, some promise, I can keep working on that. Um, and I tried to do, I did a few like short student, short films and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm like this, I, I like this. I think I like it more than, than, than like theater and stage acting especially when there's not much available to do, yes. you yeah. know? And you talked a little bit about um, actors with disabilities and that sort of thing. Talk to us about that and the passion and. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, well, I grew up, my brother with autism and he passed away a year and a half ago. Um, and Thomas was just completely changed how I perceived the world. He showed me the world through his eyes and I, I just, I couldn't imagine doing acting or theater without somehow also like working with children adults with disabilities mm -hmm. um and I don't know I just see a lot of stuff like that goes on in the entertainment industry and like of course just the controversy with like casting like typical ap um, actors in neurotypical roles and it that mm -hmm. it, it's just we're to the point where like it's 2021 we like we should be casting the correct people to play these correct roles and um mm -hmm. i think theater and acting can also be used as a tool just in like a playing sense like dramatic play is so important mm -hmm. um and for like kids with disabilities like that it it's just it it's just such an important thing that um i think can have more representation and just more access and more like like all children's theater should offer like specific classes in my opinion or, and it's so and I'm when I'm like researching all these theaters it's it's so far and in between um I did a in a internship with Chicago Children's Theater summer of 2019 and they have a camp specifically for um kids with autism it's called Red Kite Camp mm -hmm. and one part of it was using Shakespeare and actually um the person who was running it had gone to um osu and i think she had taught at columbus children's theater she went to osu to learn hunter heartbeat method um which is what they used um it's i i'm not going to explain it very well but it's basically like using like heartbeat and using like facial expressions to teach um young adults with autism or even teens with autism like theater through shakespeare yeah. um and just seeing like her interacting with the students and all of the other teaching artists were just so amazing and just watching them in the classroom and then watching all these kids like it was just such an eye-opening experience and I'm like this is what I want to do I want to keep doing stuff like this yeah. absolutely wow I, I mean I remember when we did we did a show at CCT and we walked through the sensory friendly performances which you know those are 
they're really for all kids. It, I think, yeah. I think we should have a sensory friendly everything for yeah. anybody, even adults, you know, but it was, I loved it. And I, I loved, there was one little boy I remember who got really mad at me because I yelled at my son. And so he yelled back at me during the show. Oh my God. But he was right. I was not a nice mom to my son. So, but it's, I, I think that there is a big hole for that. There's, there's a big lack and theaters are just now starting to enable audience goers with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, for the visually impaired and for, um, the deaf and hard of hearing to have the auditory performances. Yeah. I don't know the right word. It's daylight savings, and so we're all a little bit tired around here. But I, it seems like such a new thing, and that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. I remember doing um, Little Mermaid Junior yeah. at Columbus Children's Theater, and um, I would always invite Thomas, my brother, to come to the previews. And because we were always like, oh, we don't know if like he'll last 10 minutes. We don't know what he'll say. We don't know what he'll do. Um, and I, I think he said something about like when I first went on stage, he was like, that's Tina. That's Tina. Or, like something and like everyone like laughing. And and I'm and like, it, it, I wasn't embarrassed because I'm like, that's my brother. That's what he's going to say when he sees me on stage. It makes so much sense. And And then shortly after that, they started offering sensory friendly shows. And so I'm like, those are shows where like, he can say whatever he needs to, to able to be able to enjoy the performance. Yeah. He can get out whatever stimuli he needs to, and it's celebrated. Mm-hmm. Or it's just like normal. Like it doesn't like, no one's going to say or do anything. Cause it's like, yeah, okay. You say whatever you need to do to enjoy the performance. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I'm glad you're here. And, and I liked yeah. it. I loved it. How they, before the performance started, it was Courtney Cook that did it. She's such a good job of explaining. You're going to hear this sound. So we're going to show you the sound ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So you know, to expect it. And so we're going to say one, two, three, and make the sound. And it was like, all kids could benefit from this, right. from sitting through and understanding there's going to be stuff that might throw you off because the, the gamut of sensory friendly is huge. Mm-hmm. And I know so very little about it, but it's, it's something I think that, I think we, we need to make it accessible for adults as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that hard we really adjusted very little Mm -hmm. to change the performance it's just like you actors just do your thing Mm -hmm. but be aware and then go with it like yeah not that hard so did thomas did he come to most of the shows that you did because you did a lot (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think he went to most of them he at least like entered the building for most of them didn't always love to sit through them, but I appreciated the effort. Um, but if it was something like like Little Mermaid and like like Disney, oh my god, like that was hands down. He loved it. Um, was he a music lover too? Yes, yes, very much so. So I think that was the first time I met him was at um, a concert outdoors with the Westerville Symphony. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That was that was the first time I met him. Because you and I did a show together when you were wee. Yes, I think you were, I what, 11, maybe? I think I was I was 12. Yeah, you played my daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was a bad mom in that one, too. Wow. I get cast as a lot of really bad moms. That's cool. Hmm. Acting. 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 Well, I was dead, so I couldn't have changed anything. Mm-hmm. That's true. But I don't, I don't think I met him then. And then I'm... 
I met him at the Westerville. Yeah, because I think they, Cassie Ray was singing. So I went to go see her and I met Thomas. And I got to sit by him and chat with him. Oh, so yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. So much fun. His, his birthday knowledge, I loved. Yes. <laughs> That's his like, one of his like defining, just, just knowing everyone's birthday. Like he'll meet you once mm-hmm. and he'll look at your face and he'll remember your name and he'll just immediately say your birthday. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, I was always so embarrassed like going to like, like out to eat at restaurants when we were younger because the waiter would come by and I'd be like, oh my God, no, don't say it, don't say it. And he's like, what's your birthday? And the waiter would be like, um, and then they wouldn't say the year. And so we'd ask the year and we'd have to be like, Thomas, it's not always polite to like ask people like how old they are. Um, but then it's just like, I don't know. It, I just, I, of course, after growing out of the stage of being embarrassed by your older sibling, um, I was like, I love this. I love this part of him. He will never, ever, ever forget anyone's birthday. Yeah. And that was the first thing he asked me. Cause I said, you know, I know Tina, she's, she's one of my, one of my kids, you know, that's sort of how my life is. But just in that, that was the first thing he said, when's your birthday? And he told me Cassie's birthday. Um, <laughs> so he remembered hers from, I don't know when, when they had met, but yeah. yeah. He told me a couple others. What a, what an amazing soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. What would you, what would your dream job look like I mean you're almost done yes yeah as I like sorry I didn't mean to throw that at you like you're almost done with school I think about it every day I wake up my first thought is oh my god what am I doing um I I'm like frantically emailing all of these like children's theaters and like casting agencies because no one has any like jobs or internships posted right now because we're in a pandemic and Los Angeles is a bad during the pandemic and so I'm just like sending I'm like I would be great I would be a great asset for your like company or organization theater like here are all the things that I'm good at blah, 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 blah. please like just make a job or internship for me um but I would really like to I mean obviously I would like to continue acting and I think it'll be really wonderful to get more experience into film acting once I move out here um but I'm also really interested in like just like disability and um, diversity casting and like finding and like working with like these big names like Netflix, Hulu, HBO, whatever. And like going in and like working with the people there to be like, hey, this is how you can work with an indi- like an actor with a disability. Mm-hmm. Like here are all, I don't, I don't know. I just, I think, I don't know if that job exists or to what capacity exists. So I guess I'm just going to weasel my way in somewhere and make the job. Um, But I'm like, that would make so much sense. Yeah. And surely the the CEO of Netflix is watching this. So we'll just get right on. Jim Netflix. I don't think think his name is Jim Netflix. Jim Netflix. (laughs) Jim. (laughs) Because everybody does this. (laughs) I still do that. Yeah. Do you still do this? Yeah. Is, so, so Tina's been teaching with me with these these students, and it, honestly, we have a great crop of kids. We get really amazing kids. And this summer, one class I was really nervous about was teaching improv, because believe it or not, I don't do improv. Um, I just I teach it. I, I have never taken an improv class. Really? I, I know. No. Huh, all right. Yeah. The now I've given myself away, and people are like, "Well." I'm not going to study with her anymore, but I, I teach this improv. So for me, really, it's just a lot of research, which is good. Um, 
and then trying to adapt everything online. And I made the mistake of day one, not knowing how spunky these kids were going to be. I said, if you learn nothing else from this class, this is not a phone. You can't talk. Nobody's phone looks like this. It doesn't look like this. So, of course, we do this evaluation at the end of the week. I'm like, so guys, what did you learn? All of them. This is not a phone. That was like the, they legitimately. That is so funny. That was the biggest thing they got from it is this is not a phone. That is so so funny. Kids. Yeah. Bunch of smart asses. Really? No, they're, they're really funny. They're, I think I was telling you about, um, we work with a couple of Columbus public schools through our job. And because of this ability for them to chat, oh, it's like no holds are barred. Um, and the things that come out. So I keep signing in under the wrong name. So I was accidentally signed in under my husband. So I was Doug. I think I told you this on Saturday. Yeah. One of the kids types in the chat because I was bragging on how great this class is. I said, I was actually bragging to Doug this morning. And this kid types in, well, if you were bragging to Doug about us and you're Doug, so you were just bragging to yourself. That's not cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That just makes so much sense for that age group. Like I could see myself saying something like that and be like, I'm so funny. <laughs> I know. I've got a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's, and how many times do we have to say during class, like, okay, guys, the chat is only if you need help. Mm-hmm. Only if you need help. <laughs> and that happened a few times this summer because people are like, what's your Roblox name? I'm like, guys, you have to wait. You have to wait. But it's so hard because this is their new way to connect now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think about like all, like taking like breaks, like five minute breaks and like going out into the lobby and like talking and like you don't, they don't have stuff like that anymore. You can't get there 10 minutes early and hang out with your friends before rehearsal starts. It's so different. And part of that is that we don't let them in early because we need our time to chat before we start. But mm-hmm. no, I agree. I think that that's, that's the piece. And I wonder how it's been for the right state students in the same degree, you know, mm-hmm. of doing virtual performances because so much of, so much of the connection during a show is having that time before and after and on your breaks. How much have you had to do online acting with Wright State? Has it been mostly streaming type stuff or have you done some in-person stuff? Yeah, I did. Um, Bruce Cromer took uh, Learned Ladies and made like a, an adapt- adaptation called Karen's. And it was literally, literally about like Karen's of the, the world and, and mask wearers and, just very, very topical. Um, and that was really fun and interesting. And and we like filmed it like over like zoom, but it's the kind of thing where I'm like, I'm just like putting these lines out there and I cannot gauge like, uh, and I'm like looking at like the screen here and not like at my partner. So it's like, I'm not even like looking at my, it was stuff like that is so weird, but I know that they've done some, they just finished filming. Um, and a musical that they filmed in person, but it's all masked and they're doing Hamlet and Antigone outside, but it's masked and socially distanced. And it's like, I'm so glad that people have the opportunities to do these things, but like, oh my God, like the actors and the professors directing it have to jump through all these hoops just to like, like you can't like exchange props. You have to like wait for someone mm-hmm. to like cross off stage before you cross back on. My One of my professors was telling me about that. I'm like, I, I don't understand that how you, I don't understand how you're directing this. That sounds so so difficult but it's I mean it, it's much appreciated to just be able to give kids the kids yeah students the opportunity to I know see you do it too good it's not just me I still feel like a kid I'm still a kid until I get my diploma I'm still a kid 
I'm not much further ahead and I'm old. So I still act like a child most of the time. That's true. It is true. It is true. You know, it's funny. I was thinking we had um, Edward from Short North on here talking about when they did Rocky Mm -hmm. and how they had to adjust for the sex scene Mm -hmm. of having the beds, you know, a good 12 feet apart. Mm -hmm. And they were responding under the covers as though the other partner was there. It was, I actually did see it. It was great. Creative. But how to, how to adapt those, those things that you can't really socially distance, you know? Yeah. But it. Like swap and spit. Swap and spit and slapping. Slapping. Yeah. (laughs) I think you could still slap with like a weapon. Yeah. You slap somebody from like, with a six foot, like Mm -hmm. slapping Mm -hmm. item. I'm What's a slapping item right now? Are you really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm doing it online, but <laughs> the people in person, if, if they've like taped out like squares and like our like swords are long enough that like people are still able to to do that. That's true. Mm-hmm. If you, yeah, I guess if you have a long enough, what'd you call it? A slapping stick? Slapping item. A slapping item. It's a, it's a weapon. Item. That's, That's very broad. I yeah. appreciate that. It could be anything. Yeah. He's he's good with the terms, I tell ya. I don't. Add that to my resume. Oh my gosh. Good with the terms. But so much of that, again, it goes back to the responding and even online. I mean, you can't, how are you doing that? Like you get hit with something, but there's a lag. So you're not really getting hit when they're hitting. Yeah, I have my practice sword and I just do one side of the choreography um, and it's different because, like, I think it's working out so everyone goes in once a week. Um, but even then, it's like, like, class the other day, we were just reading off all these different terms, like all these different stage combat terms while we were watching then over video people in person class doing them. And, like, we're texting our group chat and we're like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> There's just some things that I don't think translate at no. all. Yeah. No. They try. They do try. <laughs> they do. And again, I mean, it goes back to, I think, just like you said, you know, had you been younger, you probably would have taken a gap year and waited yeah. till things yeah. were starting to get back to normal. I mean, how soon before actors can swap spit on stage safely? Uh, safely. The news literally just came through that DeWine is opening up uh, 40 plus this Friday. So, yeah. And it looks like 18 plus. Uh, it looks like 29. So, yeah, that's I mean, it's, good. It's scary still, you yeah. know, because we're not out of the woods yet, I yeah. don't think. But that's just me. How is, I mean, since you've been around, you've been in a lot of different places. How is the mask situation throughout the nation? Oh, my God. Literally, it's just, like, black and white, like, depending on where I am. And I, like, there are so many, like, opportunities or experiences that I have given up on just because I'm, like, that's not safe. Maybe I'll go back Monday and be able to do X, Y, and Z, but like I am going to keep to myself and not go around people. Um, I went to, this was so, and I like bawled in the car afterwards, like calling my mom crying. It was like the first time I cried since I left. It was like, I think two weeks, maybe a little bit less in. I went to Naples, Florida, because that's where my family went when I was growing up. And I was so, I was like, oh, like, I'm just going to like fill my soul. Like, I'm going to go on the beach. My brother and I went to and like the restaurant and get something to go and just like sit on the beach and eat. And oh, I was so excited. I get there. It's so freaking crowded. I'm outside of my car for like maybe two minutes. I like walk to the beach 
so many people. Like I had an out of body experience because it felt like I was watching a movie because I had not seen that many people congregated. Everyone was coughing. No one had masks on. People were looking at me like I was insane because I had a mask on and they were like coughing at me. I was like, this is the stupidest thing. Like this is the reason the pandemic is still so bad. Yeah. Yeah. I went back to my car and I cried and I thought about Mm -hmm. humanity and how people don't care about each other. But (laughs) for the most part, for the most part, it's, I mean, and I'm outside places or I'm in the middle of nowhere and by myself. Um, but it's all the major cities that I've been to, people have been pretty res- like respecting the masks. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's good to know. Yeah. Especially yeah. as we continue to move to wherever we're moving. Yes. Yeah. In this time. Whatever's next. I don't mind it. I, I honestly, I will probably continue wearing masks for a while. Yeah. Even after I'm vaccinated, especially like if I get a cold or mm-hmm. it's cold season. I mean, well, just to think of, I was talking with Andrew yesterday just about the kids have not gotten sick. Right. And we've not gotten sick yeah. besides allergies, which yeah. you can't avoid that. But yeah. well, there is a, a, a record low in um, reported cases of the flu this mm-hmm. past year, which I mean, like, uh, yeah, because yes. they're masked. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and just to think too, we talked about how many times I'm sure you've been through this as well of like, you know, uh, my, my temperature is only 99.9. I don't have a fever. I'm fine to go in, Mm -hmm. you know, even though you're hacking and snotting and I'm sorry, it's just a cold. It's not contagious. How do we know that? And how many times we did that going into places, not feeling well when we should have been home or when you push yourself past what you should be doing because why not? You know, well, that's why everybody got the flu. Right. Like, oh, I right. can't take a day off work. I have to right. go in. No, you don't. Yeah. You can work from home. We've proved that this year. Yeah. Entirely. Yeah. 100%. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. I, you know, I, I don't see how any company is going to make any employee come back and sit at a desk ever again. I don't see how anyone's going to make it happen. I, I just, I don't no, think they can. We have an entire year worth of evidence showing that you can absolutely do it from home mm-hmm. and have no problem. Well, and how much money they're saving. Yeah. Cause I, I mean, think there's a lot of companies that are shutting their yeah. brick and mortar my, down. My, my wife's company, I'm not going to name it. They, they recently bought a huge corporate office mm-hmm. in New Albany and like, I mean, I mean, huge corporate office empty now. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's like wow. kind of feel bad for them, but that's the game you play when you do that kind of thing. Yeah. And yeah. And I think for jobs, though, like ours, bless you. Speaking of COVID, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, speaking of allergies, probably. That's what I've been doing this morning. But for, for what we do for the theater, it's not possible. It's just, there are ways and means around it. But no, I, I mean, I feel like we have an industry that is unsustainable with this method. It's not doing the online stuff is great sort of Mm -hmm. it's like it fills the gap it fills the time and it gives you something to work toward but there is absolutely nothing that compares to being in person with people because that's what we do whether you're introverted extroverted as an actor you're with people Mm -hmm. yes that's that's all it is and i think what has been beautiful is kind of what you talked about is the the importance of casting properly you know if you played a role 
five years ago and it's on your resume and you should not have played that role. As I remind my husband, he should not have played Pepe in West Side Story at all. Um, (laughs) He scrapes me to Pepe, though. He's not. No? No. No. And I mean, now in this age, no. (laughs) No. But also, you know, people of different abilities. You're right. You know, when... When they came out with uh, the Curious Incident of the Dog, mm-hmm. never remember the full title. Curious Incident of the Dog at Midnight? In the nighttime. In the nighttime. Mm-hmm. They need to shorten it. We'll just use the letters for that. But, I mean, did they use an autistic actor at first? Mm-hmm. Did they begin? They didn't begin with one, did they? No. And my college did that. And um, they cast a, a typical, uh, neurotypical uh, individual. Mm-hmm. And... That it's interesting because that's like an educational setting, and it's like if you don't, we didn't have anyone with a disability to play that role. So it's like, so you either don't tell the story and share this really important story, mm-hmm. or you share it, but maybe in not the best way because this actor is being portrayed by someone that doesn't have autism, and then just going along with that, you have all of like the, just how do you approach playing a character like? because you can make it a stereotype and you can make it yeah. offensive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was a really interesting process. I wish that, I wish that they hadn't done that show, but I do think that they did it in a respectable way. I wonder if now, even just like two or three years later, if they would choose to do that, just what we've seen in the recent years about casting yeah. the right people for the right parts. Well, and it's, I think that that's where this weird wide net of doing online stuff has been good. Mm-hmm. You know, where you can find somebody that fits the role the way it was written, as opposed to we've only got this handful of people. What are we supposed to do? We don't have the right person to portray this character in the manner in which it's meant to be, Yeah. you know, but now with, with the ability to do virtual and maybe, you know, even in the future, have that person be virtual until they're able to become yeah. in person, you know? Yeah. There was actually, there's a group called Women in Theater, which you should be a part of on Facebook. And it's, there's so many good conversations about making sure that we are being, speaking, placing, casting in the correct manner. And there was an interesting question yesterday. They're just, she's like, we're doing a virtual reading. It's not paid. Um, We need a Middle Eastern woman, but we have a Latinx woman that could be used for this role. What do you think? It's not paid. And they're like, nope, nope, you use a Middle Eastern woman. It's, yeah. That's all you do. It's not paid, but it's what you're supposed to do. And I think that that's, that's where we are is like, we just need to do what we're supposed to do mm-hmm. and not just fill things in because. Yeah, it's not just good enough. Yeah. 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 It's not just get it done. That's, no. that's how the, it's been for mm-hmm. decades. Or this person can do it. So let's yeah. have them do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When I saw everything that happened with the, did you hear everything that happened with the Sia movie? Mm-hmm. There's a movie that Sia did. I don't even remember the name now, and I'm really glad that I don't. But okay. she cast um, an actor to play a girl with autism. And it was all about singing and dancing. And it, it was just, it was so offensive. I didn't watch the whole mm-hmm. thing, but the clips that I watched, I was like, this is so offensive. And there's, I didn't really follow much on social media, but there was just a lot of backlash. And basically Sia, she's a singer, had yeah. said, like, 
well, I like we didn't I didn't have anyone with autism that could play the role. And that created this huge uprising of all these girls with autism that said, hey, like I'm an actor and I have autism. Mm -hmm. You just didn't want to you just didn't want to make it happen because you don't want to like yeah, you have to go through some like extra steps and extra yeah. like support some ways to support an individual on set but like why why if you're telling a story about that individual why would you not want to go through all those steps to make right. it so that they can tell the story oh so essentially you need to create a position that's like an I, I see it almost like an intimacy coordinator where you're sort of like the in-betweener yes. between the director and the actors to make it of any different abilities. Yeah. And that's so that the director I knows. Talking, I was talking to someone um, at Wright State about this because we had an alumni that did something like that where she created her own intimacy coordinator job and she came in like, and that like she created her own job. And I'm yeah. like, I could do that. And someone had said that because I was expressing that. I'm like, this is what I'm interested in, but I don't know exactly like how to get into it or if it even is created yet. And they're like, oh my God, you could just make that. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Why does it not already exist? Let's make it happen. Yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. You know, it's, it, the director has so many hats that they're wearing that I think it gets pressed to the side again, just to make it work, you know, and how many shows have you and I been in that they don't go well because certain things were not talked about or discussed or addressed when they should have been. Mm -hmm. And it went straight down the toilet and created animosity and created sometimes an unsafe working environment. Yeah. For, and not necessarily physically, but emotionally or mentally. Like, and again, that's why they have, do you know what intimacy coordinators do? Uh, I have a vague understanding. I'm really interested in this. This is something that I, I want to look into when the world gets back to normal, but it's such a great position because it puts a person who is understanding of the work and how to make the actors feel safe mm -hmm. because of personal boundaries and okay. how to make sure through the process. Am I explaining this right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That they are, that both of the actors feel safe and comfortable in the environment because how many shows have sex scenes or right. even kissing, you know, right. to make sure that that's an okay thing. Yeah. Cause directors, I mean, I would not know what to do. Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't. Yeah. I could try. Yeah. I mean, I remember spring awakening. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And they had, neither of them had ever kissed anybody before. And it was like, I'll do my best to try to make it comfortable. But I didn't know the steps right. to make it so that these two young actors were okay. And also that it looked natural and that it looked right. right instead of I'm really freaked out and I never want this person to touch my lips again. You know? And they, they did a great job with it. But it was yeah. that moment of I'll try. But I don't really know what to do. So same thing with, you know, what I think, I don't know what your title should be, but I'm giving you this title, you know, <laughs> coordinator in between. I think it would be brilliant for companies to know. And that's something you could even do virtually, you know, watching the yeah. rehearsal and, and making sure that the directors. Okay. So. I, oh. Sorry. Hello. This is not a phone. <laughs> <laughs> so Tina, you, you don't know when you're back, but you'll be back sometime before the end of the school year, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll be excited to see. We'll probably have you on again in the fall to tell us 
all. And once you've had time to process, I would love to just hear your kind of like your final thoughts on everything once you're all home and yeah, do yeah. this again, like a catch up session. We always have, uh, where is Tina today? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the kids are so uh, funny. Well, we'll be excited to share this with all of your peeps, but I love you dearly. You know that. And thank you so much for coming on and I love you too. Thank oh, you for talking to me. So fun. Podcast on the road, eh? <laughs> Woo. We've had some, this, this COVID time has been interesting because we've now had two international guests. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And several from out of state. Yeah. We've done New York. Yeah. A couple from New York. We yeah. had one in Seattle and now yeah. you're in California. Yeah. We're, we get around. Yeah, you do. <laughs> That's going to be our new slogan. I don't we think it should around. be. No, yeah. I don't think it should be. We're going to say no to that. Speak easily with Krista Stoffer. We get around. <laughs> Krista Stoffer gets around. Stop. I, it sounds like a venereal disease. Like, stop. Okay. Anyway, thank you. you thank you. Thank you. Shut up. Get around. I'll stop. Now we took out venereal and I'm just a disease. <laughs> But thank you for listening to Speak Easily. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, all that good stuff. Tina, you're amazing. I adore you. You're amazing. Bye. Thank you. Foxland Media. Think big.